0: Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantictruth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantictruth. Now, here is your host Jorzen.
1: Hi everyone, Jorzen with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. I hope everything is well. Right, this episode is dedicated to divorced single mothers. Now it could also be dedicated to single moms, but we're gonna do a separate podcast. The next episode will deal with only single moms and dating. Let's talk about divorced single mothers. There's a distinction between the two. I'll go into detail with it throughout this portion of the podcast and then the next one. Now, you might want to get you a cup of tea, maybe a pencil and paper, or maybe you want to jot down a few notes here and there. Let's get started. First of all, depending on how long you've been married will dictate how you approach dating after divorce now there are some of you that have been married for quite a long time 20 plus years so you become less tolerant of the changes that have taken place in the dating world more than likely you're not really into online dating the whole environment has changed since you first dated your partner, former partner, decades ago. In some cases, online dating wasn't even a thing when you got married. It wasn't an option. And now some of you are divorced and you're overwhelmed by the opportunities and different choices you have and you don't know where to start. So it could become very confusing, very intimidating, and sometimes you'll freeze up or shut down because afraid of making a mistake, and you feel as though it would be a bigger mistake that I can make now than in the past, when my choices were a little bit more limited, because a guy literally had to come meet me, and then we would talk, and then we would work out having a relationship. Now, all these guys are at my fingertips. I just go and put my profile online, and all these men are trying to contact me, and then I select the guy that i want can go out with but the thing is you're accustomed to using time to your advantage where you can take your time take a few months in order to get to know the person before you start talking about dates going out sex and all the rest and now everything is sped up immensely so that adds to the intimidation factor and only that, you haven't dated in a long time. So what used to work for you and your husband may not work in a new situation. So therefore, this guy may try to impress you and you are elated by the fact that he's taking you out to a nice restaurant on the first date. And you kind of want that to stay there that lifestyle to kind of sink in and stay there but in the back of your head you're thinking okay when me and my ex were together we started out like this and then later on we flattened out and you start to make the comparison and contrast if I get into this situation with him with this new guy what is it going to be like a year, two years, three years, down the line. But see, one thing you're not going to do that you've learned your lesson from with the marriage was that you're not going to waste your time on something that's not going to bear fruit. You've made that determination for yourself. So in that vein, you have more of a commitment to success when it comes to you. You're going to be more selfish in this approach than you were when you were married. When you were married, the kids came first, the dog came second, the husband came third, you came last. But now things have changed. And in some ways you feel slighted because the time you spent putting all that energy into the relationship you start to realize you weren't getting it back from your spouse. And you went through counseling, you went through talking to your girlfriends, your family members, and you really fought like hell not to get divorced. You expended a lot of energy in that whole space of time. And you're trying to battle being resentful and bitter while trying to be optimistic going forward now you get a lot of criticism ladies when you divorce when your girlfriends say okay you're free from him now you need to start dating and a lot of times they don't realize you need that time to decompress so a lot of men miss out on that when a woman tells a guy that she's recently divorced what he should do is approach her with kid gloves for a while Because even though she may say, you know, well, the marriage was over a long time ago, et cetera, et cetera, there is still residual sentiments and feelings that linger. Now, another thing with recently divorced women, when it comes down to sex, a lot of times women will stop having sex with their spouses before divorce prior to divorce sometimes even years prior so therefore self pleasure may be a thing that women perfect during the spirit now here's the thing ladies do not be embarrassed for your masturbatory skills it's very important because this is a part of you now this is an adjustment you had to make and now because you're not just going out there sleeping with anybody because just like you have valued yourself in the marriage, you value yourself out of it. So, some of you, yeah, will want to go buck wild and get with a young dude and have him drill your back out. But a lot of you may just pause for a moment and say, you know, I'm going to still keep my values because you're already going to be frustrated to see the person you've become from the person you were when you went into the relationship. And what do you do a lot of times when you marry very young? You criticize yourself for being young and stupid and naive, right? But think about it for a moment. At that point, after you have that knowledge, after the divorce, which would you rather trade? Your wisdom now or your youth, more than likely, people would still rather be young, naive, gullible and stupid, than to be wiser and older. Because with that, if they had not experienced that experience with that person, and it was a pleasurable experience that they had with them in the marriage and it wound up, you know, where they broke up amicably, then it would be a situation where you'd have a whole different perspective and a whole different outlook as far as going forward, which means that the resentment factor may not be there. So, you value yourself. And with this, you're being slow as far as being with someone else. Now, see, here's the difference. More than likely, your ex-husband had sexual partners before you married, so he was kind of, you know, adept in the bedroom. Not always, but just assuming, because guys are horn dogs, or else he lied to you and told you that he had all these women or whatever. Usually, more than likely, the guy lies a lot of times, especially during their early in their teens. They teens, they got to in order to feel better about themselves. Now, some do, some do. But let's go on. This happens where you marry, we'll say it's 17 or 18. And this is the only man you've been with. He's your first. He broke you in. That was the first penis to ever go inside your body. And therefore, he's special. No matter what other man comes into your life, that moment you're christening in that situation was something that's memorable no matter whether you like the guy now or whether you like him then it was a memorable moment you first a woman will always remember her first now a lot of times she will compare every man to her first so if the guy was good in bed and it was good for her for so many years. She set a standard for the other men to meet. I've heard women tell their, talk about their husbands. And they'll say, oh, he was a horrible father, horrible provider. Didn't keep a job, but he had good day. Yep. I've heard women say that plenty of times. Now, here's the thing. And I've heard also women say that he was all the other things, but he was horrible and bad, too. It depends on the experience of the person, of course. But usually that first is the most memorable. Now, what does this mean? This woman gets with the guy at 17, and she decides to divorce him at 37. That's 20 years of marriage she has gone completely through her most productive and marketable years of her life that's the reason why I tell you ladies from 18 all the way up to 30 are your most marketable years as a female to a man that's your best shot at getting the wealthiest man the best man you possibly can some of you go by the wayside, fall in love and settle and then only to realize at 35 or 40 that damn I could have done better but what happens a lot of times many of you are led by your emotions only and not by the logic behind your emotions and that's what you have to look at because that's what's important you gotta sit there for a moment and really think okay if I get with this guy What would my future be like in two to three years? You could just go that short. And if you just say, oh, he has great hair, he has a nice smile, that's not enough to sustain you in a relationship. But when you're younger like that, you're thinking that way, unfortunately. And so what happens with with that thought process, you're at a point where you're going to try to make that life-altering decision. And this is where you run into trouble. Remember that demographic I tell you from 18 to 25? This is where you make your mistake. And once you've done that, you're stuck. Because that situation is going to stay with you for life. You go to jail. That's with you for life. You have a kid. That's with you for life. And this is the reason why you want to make better choices. You have an accident and you're permanently injured, that's a disability for life. Because you don't have the knowledge, you have the emotional capital to go out there and do something crazy. And that's where things can really go left. But now you marry this person at 17, we'll say, and you divorce them at 37. You're resentful because those years you were together even though you may have had children, you may have tried a family, you put all that energy into that person for those 20 years to make it work. And you'd look back and you say, damn, I could have had a better choice within that t- same time span. And so what you start doing, is start looking at consolation prizes. Well, at least I got my daughter and my son, at least I got a puppy, or at least I got this, or I got a car, I got a job or something to make yourself feel better. But in actuality, what you had was your most marketable prime time in life is now past. And so now you're a woman and we'll say you have children and you're divorced in your 30s. And see, now you have a different experience being that you were married and divorced in your 30s. Or even if you were down in your 20s and was married and divorced. And some of you have even been in your teens that have written me who were married and divorced. There was one lady who was 19, mother of two. And she got divorced before she was 20. And she was talking about how her world was ruined and how everything was over. And what I explained to her at that time was... Being that you're such a young age and you have two children, this may work to your benefit in that if your parents will still allow you to stay home, if your parents, your mom, and your family will help you with with, uh, taking care of the child as far as daycare, you can go to school and get a job and work and hold the father accountable for child support where you can better yourself while you're young and still have that opportunity and put yourself back out there in your 20s more marketable to a better caliber of man but I say now you can become complacent take a job as a cashier not go to school not advance yourself and just live paycheck to paycheck hand to mouth and hope for Prince Charming to come along wind up being at the mercy of somebody that's going to take care of you true enough but depending on how they handle vulnerable people you may be in for a rude awakening so this is a time for you to take control over your future so being that you're younger and you've already had that experience about marriage even though it was a brief experience it was an experience you can now work your way up and out of that situation See, the problem is, as you get older, then you start making up obstacles for yourself because you're less inclined to do the things you need to do in order to better the situation. And that's the way it goes. So we get to a point where we say, well, you know, I don't really feel like, nah, I'm just going to stay in this marriage. Yeah, 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 it's bad, but I'll just go and I'll stomach it. And what they're basically saying is, hands up, I give up, I'm just going to go through with it. Now, we're going to deal with a couple of other things on the next segment where we're going to continue this situation about sex after divorce. Stay tuned. continue now so you have been with your first you married your first and now you're at a point and we'll go with the model of marrying at 17 divorcing at 37 as an example you know what you don't want in the guy and now you're debating where you should go from here you look at yourself you want to definitely look out for your kid and do better for them. But you're at a point where in some ways you need some help financially. That's not always the case, but a lot of times it is because when you're a young mom, you don't get that opportunity to better yourself when it comes to education. Usually the guy who's naive and inexperienced himself a lot of times wants you just to Stay at home while he takes care of uh, the house, home, and hearth by paying for everything and working overtime or whatever. Ladies, here's the problem that many of you run into. You fall for this. That traditional thing of you being at home cooking and cleaning, you need to start getting a career together. The reason why, there are several reasons. One of them being... Some of you think that you're going to be depending on your husband's retirement, benefits, or his social security. Don't let that man wind up having a child that you don't know about. And when he passes away, all of a sudden, your claims are contested. So before you go there, even though you're his wife, if he has a child with someone else, That child's going to get a piece of that money. Now, before you even go there, what I'm telling you is this. Even if you haven't started a relationship yet, look at a path where you can be financially independent from your man. Now, I'm telling you this as a man, not as somebody who's trying to kiss your ass, But I'm telling you this as a man because I've seen it happen to too many women. Where what happens is they will go out, be devoted to this man, loyal to this man. And he may have a past that she doesn't really know about. And before you know it, he passes away and all hell breaks loose, leaves her in a mess. So in this way, you'll have your own. And you won't feel as though you've missed out or lost anything. So you go you educate yourself. You go, yeah, you have your family, your commitment, and obligations. But you're also putting away money for retirement. You're also paying FICA. You know that little thing? The federal insurance. I think it's called federal insurance comp- compensation allocation or, something, or allotment or something. Well, what that little thing does, that's what carries you. If you were to get hurt on the job, if you were to um, have to draw Social Security early due to a disability. Now you may get pissed off about that money being taken out of your unemployment, Social Security, and every I mean, job, uh, regular job, uh, paycheck, and everything else, not Social Security, but. The reason being is that is Social Security. That's going to be your safety net after everything fails. So take, for instance, your husband was working. He got hurt. He has a pension, but they also took out FICA. Well, what would probably happen is this. He could get that pension... And take for instance, so he's too young for Social Security. He could still find a disability claim with Social Security. You may want to talk to your attorney about that to see how much he could possibly get. But the key is he would have had to pay it into FICA. Because there's some pension funds where they don't pay into it at all. Now, those pension funds used to pay a lot more money. You know, it was funny. Um, I saw a school teacher in Ohio Who had retired complaining about not getting a cost of living increase and she was making $3,800 a month in retirement? There are some people that would die for that money in retirement. A good percentage of Americans getting about, what, $1,600, $1,700 a month from Social Security and that's it. After retirement, she's very fortunate to be in a position to complain about that. Look, folks, the main thing, ladies, I want you to definitely look out for yourself in that regard. See, as men, we go out there and we do the jobs and we take on the responsibility. The one thing that a good man worries about with this woman is how she can be taken care of if something happens to him. See, the worst thing that we want to have is to be dependent on you. I hate to say this, but it's true. We don't want you to take care of us. We want to take care of you. This separates us from the Sims, simple, impotent male prototypes, because this is what they go for. They go for women to take care of them because that's all they know mommy took care of him at home therefore you're now the new surrogate mommy some of you run into that some of you married that kind of guy but let's go on now being that he's the only lover you've had he's the only experience you have as far as romance sex those kind of things your body has now grown accustomed to the way he stimulates you and the way he does things with you. Now, usually, under one stat I read from WebMD, MD, two months is the period that it usually takes for a divorcee to start dating, both men and women. However, women are more reluctant to have sex right after a divorce. It will usually take time, usually about six months before they would even think about going and having sex with anyone. Now, here's some things that went into that decision. Body issues. Body dysmorphia. You may not feel as though your body is good enough for anyone else because your husband accepted you, but you're saying, oh, I'd probably be horrible to every other guy. I used to face a lot of divorcees that had this problem. And they'd do the stuff like they want to turn the lights off before they get, you know, for they walk in the bed or they may want to uh, put something on and just get under the covers and then and what you don't realize ladies is this we've already envisioned you naked we've already looked when we saw you we would never say it to you And a lot of guys are gonna get pissed off at me for saying this but when we see you ladies and we're interested in you we're already envisioning you naked with not a stitch of clothes on So this is the reason why you don't see some guys just run, oh my God, when you take off your clothes for the first time in front of them. It's because we've already thought of how you're going to look naked. That's the way it is. Now, do we do this with every woman? No. We do this with women that we're interested in. We do this with women that strike our attention. So don't get the idea that a woman walking past in a wheelchair with a cane that we're all of a sudden looking at, you know, grandma over there. It's not like that. Well, some of us do. But not those one. Not good men. They don't do that. Because we know what we're getting into. That's the reason why we're getting into you. Now, a couple of other things that happens here. As we start with you because you're going to be very, very timid a lot of times. Uh, Self-critical, self-deprecating, oh, you know, my boobs are hanging, or cellulite, ladies, we don't care about that stuff. If we got you naked and we can get inside you, trust and believe, all of that is irrelevant. The self-criticism and self-loathing is irrelevant. Now, here's some things that I will tell you. If there was something that made your orgasm a lot faster, show him. Tell him. Let this new guy learn your body. Work with him. If you're real big on foreplay, let him know, hey, you know, uh, I climax in about 13 and a half minutes. And if you go and you play with my breasts and kiss my neck and Mess around with my clitoris for about seven minutes it's going to minimize the amount of penetration you'd have to do in order for me to go ladies if you know your body's like that tell the man because what happens then what do we do as men we follow what you tell us in that situation because see the insecure man is going to act like he knows what he's doing this is how you wind up looking up at the ceiling fan and he's pounding away and you can't wait for him to finish because it was a non-event to you. You're the same woman that will experience that and then go to a bar one night and purge to a guy about how you wish you met a guy like him. I used to be that guy at that bar that many of these women would talk to. And it wouldn't take nothing at all to sleep with any of them because they were at that point. They were tired of not being listened to, they were tired of not being loved, they were tired of not having the attention they used to have. And it wasn't the big things that these women missed out on, it was the subtle things, the small things, the I love you's, the touches, the hugs, the kisses the things that women didn't really know why these things had to happen, they happened. That's the way it was. Now, here's the thing. For many of you ladies, it's a challenge. Because some of you have it in your head, nobody can love me like my ex-husband did. And so what some of you will do, even though the ex-husband has moved on and found another woman and started another relationship, you would make yourself available sexually for him because you're afraid to go out there and experiment with something new. See, and this happened a lot. It happened to me when I was dating this lady who had been divorced, and we were trying to work out a situation where we could start dating exclusively. She was still sleeping with her ex-husband. And she used the children as the premise for her having to do this after I find that, found out. But beforehand, she told me that, you know, she was happily divorced, et etc., et cetera, giving me that line of BS. And what it came down to, she was still sleeping with him and he was getting ready to marry this other woman. And then eventually, she told me after I caught her. And this is what happens. And so, we also look at you as men. We look at you if, if you do a rollback to an ex husband or ex boyfriend while we are starting to date you, we will never take you seriously going forward as far as a relationship. It just won't happen. We can't take that risk with you because you're indecisive and being that you're rolling back on your decisions, we can't trust nobody like that. And we don't. Now, other considerations in the bedroom ladies don't be afraid to tell your new man ask him what he likes take some of the experiences and some of the techniques you had from your first marriage from your marriage and try it with this new guy and see if it works the reason being is that you're already comfortable with doing what you did with your husband And some of the things you may do to him, it may be a nuance for him, so give it a try. Ask him, how does this feel? How do you like that? And ladies, let me tell you something. If you have a big butt, and I'm going to say this, a big butt with a nice shape, one thing that men, and it was in a consensus in a group of men, we all chatted about this, one thing that guys will like is for you to do reverse cowgirl on them while they can see themselves inside you and you looking back at them. This is one of the positions that the guys voted hands down. We had a group of about 200 guys and about 180 said by hands down this was one of the things that they really liked now will this work for every man you never know but a lot of women use this technique in order to win the guy over because she knows good and well he loves seeing that aspect from that particular vantage point I thought back in the day I was the only got it like that but phew, apparently I wasn't that's the beauty of the internet now ladies another thing I would tell you some of you would also use oral sex or anal sex as a um, prize for some, something that your husband would do some of you would do that I would say one thing about that in particular if you get to the point where you're doing that on a regular, as a genuine effort in order to get them to do something as an incentive, your marriage is in trouble. It may not seem that way on the surface, but underneath, yeah, it is. There are some things you, you guys probably need to go to therapy for and work on. It may start out small and incremental like this, But then it may expand. But some of you ladies do this in order to keep your man. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, here's the way most divorcees take away men who are in marriages and relationships. You Remember you talk about that woman that will do something that the wife won't do? A lot of these divorced women will. And if they like a guy at work, for instance, and she's divorced, he's still married, she likes the fact that she could get away with doing things to this guy in the bedroom and not have to be accountable for it, in that she's not committed or obligated to him. And plus, it strokes her ego a bit, especially if he's younger, high powered, that kind of thing. And you have some people that look for that affirmation and that validation. And this is another thing as the divorcee, you may have to really put in check. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. In the formative years, both men and women are encouraged to try to please their parents. We're motivated to do that in many capacities. We'll try to please our parents as children, bring home great report cards, excel in sports, you name it. It's not uncommon for little girls to try to please their fathers. They go and they do a piano recital. They expect dad to be there to cheer them on. Well, you also do this sometimes when you have been in relationships and the relationships didn't work or you've been married and it didn't work. And sometimes you're trying to look for validation. When you're going back out there to see whether or not you still got it, you'll probably hear this term a lot. Many of you divorcees may hear that term, I still got it, so what matters? Now, the validation sometimes women will seek is they've been in a relationship for so many years and they get out of it and now they're back dating again and They have been so alienated from the dating scene, they think they have to be validated by every man that comes along. Ladies, no you don't. You still have to use the selection process. The only difference is now, you have filters on dating apps where you can make those choices about who you'd like to chat with, etc., etc. There are no right or wrong answers, and I think that that's what many of you put yourselves in that category where you don't want to choose the wrong guy and the reason being is that you have more options now before you actually meet them you can chat with them, video chat with them you can talk to them over the phone and so you can determine whether or not you are compatible well before you even think about going on a date with them so therefore you don't have to put yourself in a situation where you're actually chasing them so to speak but where you guys can meet on a mutual accord and see whether or not you guys can do something together in a relationship or not but you're not at that point where you're trying to entertain him or please him, you're trying to find out information when you first contact each other and primarily the four questions I always tell you categories, of questions who are you strengths and weaknesses, what drives you, what's your motivation and purpose, and what are your intentions, you want to cover those four areas as quickly as possible when you meet someone to find out exactly what's going on, now you're not going to ask them like in a clinical sense where you're asking them as if you're, you know, doing an interview, but you're going to casually include it in the conversation so you'll find out where that person's head is. And things you want to find out as a divorcee, does he have any children? What's his marital status? Marital marital status is very important. And let me tell you something, ladies. If you're a divorcee and the guy's separated, don't accept that. And I tell men the same thing. Fellas, if you are divorced and the woman separated don't deal with that at best you're just going to have sex there is a valid reason why that person is not divorced and they're not going to tell you the truth some will but very few because there is usually a selfish reason as to why they're not divorced they're just separated I just put it out there and let you figure it out Now, another thing. Ladies, if he's single and younger, I'm going to tell you now. If you have any kind of inferiority complex or any kind of low self-esteem and you feel as though you're going to have to check his phone or you got to check the mileage on his car or ask him a whole litany of questions about where he's been and what does he do. I would advise you strongly not to date a younger man if you are an older divorcee don't do it because you're going to drive yourself crazy. Now, here's the interesting thing. When it comes to age range, now remember the lady I was telling you about, 37, divorced. And so, let's say she had her kids at 17, right? So, if she had her kids at 17, those kids would be around 20. So now, being that she's um, in her 30s, 37. Now, what you have to consider is this. At this point, you're dealing with a single mom that has teenage kids. And those kids have not left home yet. So as a man, and I've told many men this... And I stick by it. If she has teenage kids at home, you don't need to be there with her. Uh. Ladies, I know this sounds harsh. But the reason being is this. If she's got female daughters, temptation may be there. 17, going on to 18. Because it's not necessarily flirtation from the man because a lot of women think that oh it just be the male predator coming in no it could be that younger female provocateur this is what you have to watch another thing if a man is going to date you ladies and you have teenage kids they're going to look at your parenting skills first thing they're going to look at they're going to look to see whether or not you have control of your children is your daughter walking around the living room when you when your man comes over to visit in booty shorts or with the front of her pants open up where he can see her panties and pubic hair? Are you going to deal with that? Are you going to... Is that going to be a reality in your household? Your daughter calling you by your first name or calling you bitch, giving you high fives, you guys are drinking Crown oil or some other drink together. See, men look at stuff like that and if there are no boundaries and he sees there's no boundaries set in your own home, that daughter of yours may be fair game. But the thing is, he's not going to make that move on her. More than likely, she's going to make a move on him because, see, as she sees it to be crone means if mama can do it I can do it this is what you have to watch and there's some of you ladies out there thinking that the safeguard is that man should be disciplined enough in order to not deal with that so what many men will do to avoid being in that situation they won't date single mothers with teenage children some of you ladies will designate your son as the man of the house at an early age after the divorce. He's gonna to try to act like he's Mr. Rough and Tumble guy. And your new man's not gonna want to be bothered with that shit. Having to go and Man up with this guy, with this kid. He don't want to be involved in that. So what do I recommend especially if you're in your 30s in a situation like this find your man slowly build your relationship with him you guys could be intimate close together don't involve the kids as much in that situation introduce them to the children that kind of thing keep that part of your life separate from him I know it's difficult but it will work out a lot better. The reason being is this: when those kids are ready to leave home or leaving home, it works out better for you, in the sense that it's going to buy you enough time in order to really assess whether or not you know this relationship is something you want to pursue, without having the conflict of dealing with trying to keep him on board while you're trying to keep the kids on board and then you have to prevent them from squabbling if there's some beef between the two of them or if there's a situation where the daughter may like him a little bit too much which I've seen happen and had happened to me you know I was at my girlfriend's birthday party one time over at parent's home now she had I think her daughter was 15 or 16 And at the time, I didn't know about, you know, how a woman or a man should have control over their kids. This woman's daughter, now my girl sitting right beside me, I got my arm around her, kissing her happy birthday. My daughter came over and straddled my thigh. And she was wearing only a dress and had G-String underwear underneath it. Her mother didn't seem Her mother thought that that was cute. And she was like, yeah, well, he's going to be your daddy one day. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh-uh. And I got her off my knee. And then the first thing she did was tucked herself under me just like her mom did. And I knew then, uh uh-uh, we got to create some distance here. We can't be doing this. And so I told her mom about it. she said, well, I don't see why you have a problem with my daughter doing that. She's just expressing herself as far as she loves you. Don't you want a daughter? I'm like, ooh, no, 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 we're not doing this. And I broke that relationship off. And what I saw was this. What she saw was a guy that finally... She could say, you know, loved her as someone who her daughter loved and appreciated. What I saw was a jail sentence. And so I said, no, nope, nah. And I broke that relationship off immediately. And she cussed me out. I was all kind of things that you can't imagine. Hey, you might be gay. You don't like pussy because you you, know, you had two women there. And then when she said that, that did it for me. I said, no, I had one woman there, you. Your daughter was a child. But she tried to go and shame me by saying two women. And I'm like, no, no, no. We are not dealing with this. I see. this is the problem, Because see, the way our laws are set up, the man is always the predator. Some of you ladies don't train your daughters well. They're on Instagram. Some of them are minors with OnlyFans pages. Some of y'all need to check that. There was one lady that wrote me, she had busted her daughter trying to steal her ID to create an OnlyFans page. things are getting insane things are getting praise now other thing too is this does this mean it's hopeless for you if you're a mom with teenage kids no what it means is that you gotta adjust a few things now some of you ladies are trying to be slick especially in your 40s you're writing personal ads where you're saying something like almost empty nester got one left things like that That doesn't help your case at all. Here's the best way to do it. Best way to present yourself. I will be alone soon. Kids almost gone. Would love to have my needs met. You can say emotional needs, but just by saying you love your needs met, what that would tell a man is that, okay, you're looking at the human side of yourself. Here's the problem with us as men. When we see a woman with teenage kids, first thing we think is, she's gonna be busy trying to take care of them, trying to send them to soccer practice and all this stuff. We're, that's what we're thinking. And so she's not gonna have time for us. The other thing, we don't have want to deal with the confrontation the other liability that we have is that her daughter can say anything our son can say anything at any time about us accusing us of, of, accusing us of anything and we're stuck with that accusation because once someone calls you something or says something about you it's very hard to counter that so they can say these things and now you're stuck with it, whatever the label is whatever the narrative is that they put out on you, you're stuck with now, that is very, very disheartening. And so you have to come up with a strategy of how you're going to manage your life around that situation. And it's hard to do, very hard to do. because once you label something, you're stuck. And that's the way it goes. More in a moment. Now, another thing you have to keep in mind, too, with this as far as it's not that men don't want to really date you ladies who have teenage daughters by no stretch. What it is is the risk that's involved that we look at. Uh, we might have a confrontation with your son who's trying to be the man of the house. Uh, we might have a situation where your daughter accuses us of something that we didn't do. And before you know it, our lives and careers are ruined. So. These are the things that men look out for. And so, in this way, they don't get involved. Now, I will tell you this. It's not an indictment on you at that point. It's just the situation. It's not your behavior. It's not your character. It's the situation you're in that the men may have an issue with. But it's not a bad time to start a relationship with a guy. And when you, you know, kind of get into a point where things are going a little bit better as far as you and your kids, as far as the situation they understand, it's not a situation where they're in the way, then things work out better. Now, some of you have this notion of, you know, hey, he's got to accept me and my kids. That's all there's to it. We're all a package. No, he doesn't. And that's the reason why he walks away. What you will find is the guy who's lost, the guy who never probably had a family, that's the guy you're gonna more than likely attract. The guy who may have low self-esteem but feel as though his self esteem is built up by having a ready-made family. That's who you'll probably wind up with more than likely. Not always, but more than likely. Because he already has that void. So you guys will be a match. But now, here's the thing. Ladies, if you have control of your children, they're respectful, they know their place in your life, then you won't have any problem with a man dating you with teenage kids. The problem you have is that when you don't have that control, that man is like if you don't, if you can't control your kids that came out of your womb. How the hell are you going to be a good partner with me? And that's the way they look at it. See, those of you ladies, and I'm going to tell you who ruins who ruins this for you. It's those women who never had control of their children in the first place. The husband sided with the kid, so the kids could do anything they damn well please. And then, after that, it gets to a point where The kids could talk back to the mom, treat the mom just like, you know, the moms a peer. And then it gets to a point where she's looking for the next guy after she gets the divorce to come in and be the big sheriff in town and control her kids or to help her with her kids. And this is where I tell gentlemen never to do that. I acted a fool one time, got in a relationship with this woman, First time I met her, kids came over. She had a brand new Lexus. And her son, 16 year old, grabbed the keys. And she said, where you going with my car? He said, B, give me them GD keys. Took the keys from that woman. She's trailing them towards the door. He gets in the car and takes off. Comes back crying, telling me, yeah, well, you know, I need you to help straighten them out. No, that's not my job. Uh Uh-uh. Then she got in a fight with her daughter in her bedroom. Daughter's coming out, booty shorts, pants unzipped in the front, pubic hair hanging out everywhere. And she walks on, leaves the house. Because they had been accustomed to doing that. That's the way they were reared. And she was so embarrassed. It only took that one time, that one visit, and I saw what was going on in that household. I never came back. And a lot of them don't realize that. And she called me up and told me, I don't see why you don't like me. I'm a good person, et cetera, et cetera. And I told her, I said, it's not you, it's your parenting skills. They're horrible. How dare you talk about my kids? I said, no, I'm not talking about your kids. Your kids are innocent. You reared them that way. It's you. And then she still tried to deflect and make it seem like it was somebody else or something else. Well, there's probably them people on the streets that did that to them. No, that started with your ass. Ladies, let me tell you, that is the most annoying thing to a man is an irresponsible woman. I'm going to tell you, if there's a woman out there that ever wants to take a woman's man from him, if they hear the word, if they ever hear a man tell another woman that, hey, she's just totally irresponsible, that woman is going to be a potential mistress. She's going to come in there and take him up every time. She's going to swoop him up. Because as men, that's one thing we can't stand. Because when she's not accountable, irresponsible, she has a lack of integrity, that means we can't trust her. And when we can't trust, because trust is the biggest thing with us men. Trust and integrity. We don't care about honesty because we know you can lie to us as women at any given point and be forgiven for it. You can omit the truth. You could ask a woman, how much does she weigh? That's an offensive question. How dare you ask me that question? How much do you weigh, sir? And then, if the guy doesn't answer that same question, he's ostracized and called a jerk. That's just the way it goes. You know, I looked at that case where in Missouri, where the woman had plotted to kill her husband, the guy who had the reptile uh, plates of uh, Resnick, the lady, and. I looked at the way they presented her in the courtroom and I'm not going to kid you. She was very plain looking in a way, but she was made up very well. She looked like a woman that any man would want to have sex with. The way she spoke, her cadence, the way they presented her. They made it where she was sensual but not one of these women that was over the top. And I will give the defense team, they knew what the hell they were doing by setting her up to look like that. The colors, the dress, the whole nine yards made her very marketable to the jury. Now, here's the thing. You as women in general that are down on yourselves oh i'm divorced nobody wants me i got 3 kids or 2 kids etc cetera, etc cetera. let me tell you what the value is in a woman who has children who has been married a man respects you more than he would a woman who had multiple kids by different men and never been married why is that because you had enough respect for yourself to require that man to marry you before you had those children even if you got pregnant before you got married if he married you the way it is as a man we respect that we look at it from standpoint she has respect for herself that's a feather in your cap ladies and that puts you far and above other women who have just had a whole bunch of random children because there's one source if he has to deal with the baby's father, he could build a relationship with, that, with those children's father. Where he could work with co-parenting. Is it hopeless for you with teenage children? No, it's not. But see, the thing is, it put the man at the disadvantage where he can't come in and reinforce some of the things that you've laid out if you are not creditable to your children. All right, uh, we're going to bed at 10 o'clock tonight. Mom, go somewhere. And how would it look with the guy come and say, yeah, well, you heard your mom, kids. 10 o'clock. Man, who the hell are you? And you see how that would resonate? So what has to happen in a situation like that is the man has to be reassured that if he backs you up, ladies, that you have control now another thing too with this he must understand going in and you need to establish kids pets me you that's the priority a man should know go going into a relationship with a single mom that he's the last priority you have to understand that. Because she'll sacrifice for those kids for she sacrificed for your ass. That's the way it works. A lot of reasons, another reason why a lot of men don't accept women for the obvious one. Uh, single mothers for obvious one. Most men don't like taking on other men's responsibilities. Now, you have some guys that will not date women who are taking child support from the father. That I don't agree with. It depends. If that father has visitation, and he's visiting those kids on a regular basis, and that father is a part of their lives, I don't see a problem with that. I really don't. What I see a problem is with the woman who's keeping the kids away from the father, and yet she's starting this relationship with the guy. I would never date a woman in a situation like that. Well, he's going to have to pay me to see his dad, just for them to see their dad. Man, please go take that drama somewhere else now another thing we have to come to grips with as we date people as a single man like me divorced dates other women who are usually divorced you also have to deal with their history Things that they've gone through, their emotional stresses and strife. But see, there's a difference between dealing with a woman who got pregnant at 17 and she's 37, and dealing with another woman who may be 47 that got pregnant at 17. What is that difference, or even? If she's 57 and got pregnant at 17, what am I getting at? Those ladies that are much older, 47, 57, and still have grown-ass children living at home because they can't cut the apron strings, or they're coddling the children. it's going to be very difficult for you to date where a man will take you seriously. I got to be honest with you. They have drug addiction, some of them. Some of them have criminal records. They deliberately mess up their lives so mommy can still take care of them. And many of you mothers are frustrated because your kids haven't got their crap together and went out there and started... Face in the world. And you have other kids that are going to try to hang around until mommy dies so they can cash in on the house and everything else and the insurance. And so they're going to make sure that she's not dating anybody that's a threat. And then you have those kids, of course, who are saying, well, she's a grandmother now. She really doesn't need a permanent relationship anymore. She's divorced. So she's our built-in babysitter and therefore you know she might as well go and put on the old duster and assume the role of grandma she doesn't have a life now and we're going to come over for christmas we're going to have dinner we're going to celebrate we're going to exchange gifts we're going to have a wonderful time and everything's going to be great at least from the kids perspective and the grandkids perspective and then what happens a lot of times many of you divorcees and widows as well get involved so much into your grandchildren's lives and your pet's lives and your kids' lives until you forget to live yourself and if you ever pull out of that realm oh they're going to try to pull you back in through guilt so what happens? You get to that point that you put up that shield. My kids come first. By this come first. By that come first. By this come first. But I would like to have a companion, a relationship. Well, no man in his right mind is going to go for an occasional companionship. So what he'll do is say, "I tell you what, we'll be an activity partner. Activity would be we have sex and that's it." I tell women this all the time, especially women in their 50s, in their late 40s when they're, you know, talking about going hiking and going down to uh, Red Rock Canyon. And I'm like, I don't need to walk in the desert. I did that when I was in the Marine Corps many times over. I didn't find it impressive. I didn't find it refreshing. I found it like I walk somewhere. I don't have a ride back, so I got to walk my ass back to where I came from. No thank you. Doesn't make any sense to me. And they want to talk about travel. And I look at it from the standpoint, I traveled throughout the world when I was in my 20s. I don't want to go traveling anywhere now as an old ass 59, damn near 60 year old man with back cramps and all kind of other shit happening. Vision is failing when I could have enjoyed it, when I did, when I went, when I was younger. Going to Rome, seeing the Colosseum, going to these different places when I was young and able to do it. So you'll find that many times you're out of sync with some people because their lives were spent doing other things for years and now they want to go out and live at the end of talking about skydiving at 60 and 70 years the hell with that I'd rather skydive when I'm younger when I'm not tethered to someone else so that I can pull the cord my damn self what if he has a seizure or something in mid flight no thank you I'd like to have my own fate in my own hands. Thank you very much. Now, we're going to talk more in a minute because there's more to be said about this whole divorcey thing as you age. right now in conclusion what i'd like to cross-reference a lot of things that i've mentioned here one of the things you have to realize the younger you are is a divorcee someone who was legally married to someone else the more marketable you are plain and simple you're more marketable than you would be if you were older and uh, we'll say you lived with a person, but didn't marry them, a man is not going to be so eager to take a risk on you. That's the way it is. And the reason being is that at least with a marriage, you have proven yourself as far as to be able to commit and have respect for yourself in the sense that that man had to marry you before you went forward. And so that means you have respect for yourself, so that means that that man that you should deserve should have respect for you for that reg- in that regard. That is one way you filter out men that are unworthy. Because if they don't acknowledge the fact that you were at least married to the father of your children, that right there is a slap in the face. Plain and simple. Now, if you're an older woman, We'll say in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s And you are still that single mom Divorcee You still are very more marketable Than the woman who has never married That's just the way it is Now, the woman who never married Is going to get more sex than you will Overall But by the same token You, on the other hand have more of a sense of value for yourself because you made certain decisions and you made that man at least make a legal commitment to you. Now, people try to marginalize marriage in general, but even if you did it and didn't make it, what it proves to someone else is that you can be committed and you will go and make that sacrifice of even Binding yourself to a legal contract to prove your love. And not only that, that person thought enough of you in order to include you in that regard. So people try to marginalize things, and this is what we do in our society. We flatten everything out. Johnny can come in 19th place even though Johnny sucks on the track team. Johnny's parents still think he's number one. Where the coach is like, if you don't come in first, second, or third, get your ass out the the field. And the problem with us, folks, is that we are marginalizing every aspect of our society. We're dumbing down everything. Used to be that you had to take calculus and mathematics in order to get into IT. Now, the only thing you have to do is be able to point and click. The medical profession, prime example. You're having physician assistants working with doctors because of the shortage. Because people are not going to medical school anymore. Why go to medical school and I could go and do this and make a decent amount of money? I t- Just take the classes in this. And this is what they're doing. We have lowered the bar on everything in our society, even our relationships, even the way we rear our children. We blame the teachers now for not rearing our kids for us. And then when they get older and still irresponsible, we start blaming the police department for being brutal to our kids. Instead of taking some time out and telling our kids, you know, if you got a warrant, you stay your ass off the street and go to the jail and, and, and turn yourself in. Or if you know you got tickets you haven't paid for, you go to court and see if you can work something out. You don't avoid it. You don't procrastinate. Men don't procrastinate like that. Boys do. And that's why they get in trouble. Because they want to act like men, but they don't want the responsibility of a man. They want to be able to run back to mama and suck that thumb and say, Mama, she say I got her pregnant. Now, some of you ladies are dealing with men like that as divorcees. You're running into men like that because When you first entered the dating scene with your husband, there was no such thing as seeing that on a regular basis. Those of you who married in the early nineties. And now that you're out of that relationship, you're starting to see men like that. And you're like, where the hell did these guys come from? They came from single moms who didn't think they needed men in the house. That's where they came from. So it's a whole new world for many of you ladies. Seeing these guys act out and emote in such a way and you're like, oh my God, where are the real real men? Where are they? And many of these guys are bitter that you meet, especially you ladies in your 40s and up, because they've been through child support. They've been through divorce. They have been through losing everything or losing half of everything. And this is not to make them victims because they chose the woman that they allowed this to happen with them. So I can't go and just point the finger at the women. I gotta point the finger at the men too. It's equal shared responsibility. And there's some women out there that had the children and they wanted to punish the father because he's not with us. So what they do, they deny the kids access to the father. So they put him in another state with the grandparents. And then She'll go and wherever she files for public assistance, the DA's office is sending a child support order for that father. That's unright, unright. that's not right, (laughs) unright. That's unreasonable. Makes no sense. There are a lot of you women out there that are very good women, make very good wives, make very good girlfriends and you're scared, you're on the fence, you don't want to make a poor choice, some of you feel as though you made a poor choice in your marriage. Some of you did. Some of you did not. And there could be other factors as to why you could not get along. But in any case, excuse me, you have to come to grips with a couple of things here. You You have to come to grips with the fact that through it all, you survive whatever decision you make and you learn from it, and you can go forward. And you should and will have a brighter future with the knowledge you've acquired from it. It all depends on how you apply it and how you look at yourself. Ladies, I'm gonna tell you something, as divorcees, your biggest hurdle, the person that you have to impress the most, and you have to realize that needs the most encouragement it's not going to be from that person you're trying to attract it starts with you don't beat yourself up so what if you haven't worn jeans in a while so what if you got a few extra pounds so what if you have wide hips and a big booty there's a guy out there that's going to want that and guess what you don't have to do you don't have to do this, that, and a third in order to get to them. The only thing you have to do is be a confident woman in yourself. You will attract them because I'm going to tell you, ladies, a man is attracted to a confident woman, especially a confident woman that doesn't have to say a damn thing and she exudes that confidence just by the way she carries herself. She doesn't have to slap her hands together and talk about how much of a bad bitch she is or how fine she is. She never has to open her mouth. Because that man sees her. And guess what? Her presence is her statement. And like I tell you ladies. You already have the power. Because as men. We come to you. To date you. To have a relationship with you. See the guys that sit back. And let the women come to them. What they're used to dealing with. Are weaker women. Beta females. These are the women that really don't think much of themselves. And so sort they of throw themselves at a man, any man that gives them the attention. It used to crack me up. I had a friend of mine that used to do this where he'd have all these women coming after him. But these were all also ran women. These were the kind of women that he didn't want to be with in public. But when you go out to a nightclub or somewhere like that, Oh, he was swamped with them. some of these women were so goddamn ugly I, excuse my French folks I am not gonna lie to you some of them were so ugly the bartender had to turn away when he made them drinks that's the way it was so what we had to come with and what we had to realize was that when you're looking for someone Convenience is nice. A lot of people look for that and a lot of you women look for that. And let me tell you something. Divorcees, while this is on my mind. Ladies, don't get hung up on convenience. Convenience does not equal happiness. It's just like money. It makes you comfortable. That's all it does. It doesn't make you happy. Understand that, please. Because a lot of you get caught up in these relationships now the guy you should be looking for ladies just to give you a little heads up should be someone single if you're a divorcee you want someone single you want someone that's either widowed you want someone that's single never married or you want someone who's divorced you don't want to deal with anybody that's got any kind of legal litigation pending you don't want to deal with separated people because usually separated people those are usually fucking forgets. they waste your time those folks you'll wind up having sex with playing house with and all this stuff they're never going to get serious enough to leave their spouse because if they would have they would have done it. So that's a wasted effort. And also hold them accountable. You have to remember when you're in your 40s or your 50s and I tell men this as well when you're in your 40s and your 50s it's too late to play games. You're paying You're a professional at this point. When you go from your 30s onward, you're entering the profession. In your 30s, you're a rookie. The only thing you are when you're in your 20s is a tryout. By the time you're in your 40s, you're a veteran. 50s, oh, you're a seasoned veteran in your 50s. Yes, you've seen it pretty much all that can happen in that realm. Now, some of you may have the idea that because you've married somebody and been with them 30 years or 20 years that you're an expert on relationships. No, you're an expert on your relationship because you've only been in one. Don't lose sight of that because that can hurt you in the end if you get too overconfident with that one experience that you had with that one person and you try to apply everything to that in the new relationship, and they don't work. A lot of you could egg on your face and get embarrassed that way. It happens a lot because a lot of women that I would run into that have been married for a very long period of time, many of them don't want to date me when I said, "Hey, I was out there for 30 years on the dating scene." Oh my God, that that you know you probably got all kind of diseases and been with all kind of women. I'm like, nope. I said, here's the thing that I do have. I have a lot of experiences and I know a lot of things well in advance than you probably would out there because you haven't been out there. You have some people that think of people who are on the dating scene as lowlifes, lowly people, despots, and they're not. I've found some of the (laughs) most reprehensible people are actually people who have been in long-term relationships. because they have done by far some things that would suspend your imagination. But in any case, they did it for love. There was a lady that wrote me recently. She was married for 15 years with her husband, tried to make everything work in a marriage. They went to Vegas, they came here, they had a foursome with another family in order to try to make things work, another husband and wife team trying to make it work. And it didn't. She went on and make porn for this guy, did everything for him. Didn't work, they finally divorced. After they divorced, then he wanted to have more sex with her. He wanted to be more intimate with her. And what she found was that, and she asked me this question, Do men sometimes prefer a relationship that is not bound over one that is? Some men do, because they have that clandestine feel. This might be the last time I sleep with her, so let me enjoy this opportunity. Whereas, well, you know, she's always gonna be there in the bed so I can go and take my time. In other words, when you become routine in a relationship, that could be problematic, for sure. Now, the main thing to keep in mind, ladies, if you don't take anything else away from this particular series, is this. If you're a divorcee single mom, you have more advantages than you think when it comes down to the dating scene. You have a lot more choices. You have wisdom. You also can choose the type of guy and the type of relationship you want. Whether you want something that's Quick, fast, and in a hurry, something that's a little bit more measured, something a little bit more structured. Now, here's the key for your success. The one thing to keep in mind you have to have control over your children. Whether they're teenagers, little ones, whether they're grown ass people in your house, most men are not going to deal with a woman that has grown daughters and sons in the house. And basically, they are not doing anything. with just sitting around. So, what does this mean? If you're going to present this to a gentleman, make sure that there's some sort of dynamics going on. Kids going to school, they respect you. Eventually, they could be out at home. But even if they do decide to stay home, where they're proactively doing things where they're not interfering with your relationship that's key Where well, they listen to you they understand you they obey you very important a lot of you ladies are single because of your children because of the situation that they've put you in whether it's something where you've had to go and go into debt in order to get attorneys because your son's constantly going to jail getting DUIs or whatever all the way up to the lady who wrote who was paying her son's child support and he was still living at home. Got a married woman as his girlfriend, got her pregnant, goes over to the girlfriend's house to confront the husband. They get into a fight. He goes to jail a second time. Mom writes me because she's tired of bailing him out, tired of being his go between and He's 30-something years of age. Ladies, you got to cut the apron string sometimes. I know it's hard to do, but sometimes you have to. See, a man does not like to see himself go into a situation where there's a woman there who's a good woman, but her heart is so broad that her own children are using her because it's a low watermark where people feel entitled to use her that's where the problem really starts so through it all what it comes down to parental skills are very important your disposition and attitude after the divorce is important not to be bitter not to be angry and to be more optimistic about your future and I don't mean delusional I mean positively optimistic And best of luck to you because more than likely you're going to be successful finding someone to love you and you loving someone.
0: Romantic Truth. Appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, AudioMac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor, or any of its affiliates,
2: The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counselling, or for professional practice purposes. In the event for professional
0: assistance, please contact the local licensed professional family counsellor, marriage counsellor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.